Welcome to the Chase Your Stars podcast. My name is Christy Gomez, and if you're looking to live your best and most expansive life, or you want to be inspired to go chase your dreams, then you've arrived in the right place, my friend. Inside, you'll find conversations about manifesting an incredible life, a little woo-woo mixed in, and be welcomed into a high-vibe space that will show you how beautiful this life can be when you share your gifts with the world. I am so glad that you're here. Grab your drink, grab a snack, and let's chat. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Chase Your Stars podcast. Happy end of December. I know technically we have one more episode together before the new year, but gosh, December has flown by bananas. So I'm excited to do a little recapping with you of the year of my major learning lessons, because you have to keep in mind, I know it feels like we've been friends on the podcast for ages, right? Centuries, but actually has only been just about nine months. It's almost nine months. So yeah, we, we have a lot to cover in a short amount of time and we've covered a lot in a short amount of time. You know what I mean? So we're going to do a little recap because this year has been out of all of my years of life, probably one of the biggest growth years I've ever had personal growth. It's like almost like being able to see things originally from the ground level. And then I realized that I could get up on a ladder or get into a higher building or I don't know, something definitely higher than a ladder to be able to see down and be like, holy shit, now I get it. I understand all of it. I mean, I'm still learning, but wow, the view is much different than it was at the beginning of the year. So I wanted to recap five things that I've taken with me this year. And I really think that anybody could take these five things and immediately with a little implementation, make their at least day, if not life, remarkably better. So let's start with number one. Back in February, my mother-in-law passed away and it was unexpected. I've shared this in the podcast before, so this might not be new information if you've listened to old episodes. And it was unexpected and it happened very quickly. Uh, She had a brain aneurysm and then, you know, one day she was here and the next day she was gone. And it's one of those things that you hear about and you know happens to people and, you know, it's kind of, it's it's realistic to you in a sense where it happens to other people. But then once it actually happens to you, it's really hard to wrap your head around because in that case, there was so many plans that we had together, things that we were going to do together. She was going to move here. And I don't have, you know, both my parents passed away years ago. So I didn't have, you know, the parental figures in my life. And she was like mom to me. She was the person that helped me with Owen and was just that person to me. And to not have it and then have it and then not have it again is just really hard. But the one thing I noticed more than anything after that happened, like the one thing that's like bright, shiny neon sign, which is a takeaway for anybody, is do not take shit for granted. Do not take shit for granted. And I say that because immediately after that happened, it was like a whole layer of bullshit was just washed away from me. Like all of a sudden I'm like, I'm worrying about the most ridiculous stuff. 
I don't, and now I don't remember what it was, but I know there was things about money and there was things about things I wanted to do and places I wanted to go. And I'm like, wow, because tomorrow all of that can change. You know, it's, it is, life is so precious and we have a tendency to get so wrapped up in the little things that really just don't matter in the long run. And so Iz and I, what we do now is we take some time, you know, we, we at least try to do once a week where we do a date night in and we just talk about stuff and have a couple of drinks and just chat about life and sometimes serious things that we have to talk about and sometimes just fun stuff. But we try to put things in perspective when we do have those times where we're stressed out about things or things we want to do or, you know, we don't get to go on vacations as much as we used to, you know, like first world problems with stuff. And we try to put that in perspective of we're all healthy. We're all okay. The family's doing good. We have a roof over our head. We have food in our mouths. We, you know, we have a place to live. We like our neighbors. We have cars to get where we need to go. Like we have all of the things that we need to be happy. And we don't, when you put it in that perspective and you just think about the things that you actually do have, you can't really worry about the things that you don't have anymore because it it just falls away. And when you have something big come in and just rock your world, it can just knock the breath out of you. But there always is a lesson that comes with it, even though it's not the way that we want to learn it or to hear it, obviously. So lesson number one is just don't take shit for granted. Not everything is promised. And I don't mean this to be morbid. This is not, this is some exciting way to start out number one on my list, but it happened at the beginning of the year is, you know, it puts everything into perspective. Unfortunately, when big things like that happen that come out of nowhere and rock your world, it puts things in perspective. Don't wait for something really big to have to put that in perspective. Put it in perspective for yourself. Take a few minutes. I like to do it daily of things you're grateful for, things that you're happy to have, and that way you don't find yourself focused on all the things that you don't have. So that's number one, put shit in perspective. Number two, got to do you. You got to be unapologetically you. And this year for me has been one of trying to figure out who the hell that person is. (laughs) Deconditioning all of the things that you've been told you are and that you should be and what's acceptable and what's not takes a long time to peel back like an onion. There's a lot of freaking layers. I'm pretty sure I'm still doing it. But knowing that at the end of the day, I can be really proud of who I am it's a completely different feeling from trying to impress other people with who they want me to be. Because unfortunately, I mean, I guess I don't know if you'd call it unfortunately, but let's say unfortunately, even if you did try to impress somebody, they might change their mind tomorrow about whether or not you are acceptable to them. And now you have to change yourself all over again. You know, you can't please everybody. You can't please most people because they're all worried about themselves. So the only thing that you can do is worry about yourself and what truly makes you happy. And for me, it was a lot of things that I didn't even talk about before. I didn't even share with people out loud because I was so afraid of, you know, what would they think? And I had spent so much time in, you know, the religion of people kind of watching your thoughts. Like you're, there's things you can't even talk about or ask questions about, just taboo topics and having to act a certain way and be a certain way. I thought that I had gotten rid of that once I left the situation, but I realized I took so much of that with me throughout my adult years and didn't even realize it. 
And I think we all have those situations we're in when we're younger and we're growing up and our parents want us to be a certain way or act a certain way, or maybe our parents weren't around at all. And so we didn't have any guidance on how to be. So we were acting like our friends or, you know, there's so many different ways where we could be conditioned to our environments. And as adults, we don't have to live that way anymore. We're back in control. And then we are like, well, who actually am I if I'm not listening to all of my friends' advice or when my parents aren't ruling my every move or when I don't have to work in this buttoned up workplace that tells me exactly what to do day in and day out. That can be a little scary. And it's a little unnerving when you are reintroducing yourself to yourself. But the one thing I learned this year is that even when it's uncomfortable, there's still a sense of solace. Like there's just a a peace that comes over you when you can spend time truly being who you want to be and putting your head on the pillow at the end of the night saying, you know what, I might not have gotten it 100% right today, but I feel like I'm one step closer to who I really am. And the more that you do it and the more that you say things to people that you're like, oh, I don't know how this is gonna be received and you say it and it's okay. Or you put something weird out there that you're interested in or talking about and people are like, huh, interesting. You're like, oh, that's okay. So people still like me if I if I want to be a psychic someday? Hmm, cool. And you talk about all these things in your past and your history, and that's all the stuff that I did this year on the podcast. I gotta tell you that the first when I launched that podcast with the five episodes, there was some deep stuff in there about me and about my childhood and how I was raised. And God, that was so nerve-wracking. But it was so freeing at the same time because it's like, well, fuck it. Like either you like me or you don't. Either we're cool or we're not. And it gives you the chance to really show up as you because when you constantly show up and you're trying to please people or say the right things or do the right things or look this way or act this way or wear these clothes or live in this place, all of these things, you're never really figuring out what truly makes you happy. And the only thing that's going to make you happy is you being the person that you want to be at the end of the day. Because pleasing other people is only going to get you so far. And again, it's so temporary. It ain't, it's not going to last forever. And nobody should be basing their happiness off of you. You base your happiness off of you. And that's it. So being unapologetically me is number two of my takeaways for this year. I, If there's anything you're going to put extra effort into that will get you a payoff in the long run, it's figuring out what things truly make you happy bizarre, crazy, hopefully legal, but you know, things that are going to be specific to you that no matter what other people's opinions are, you love them. And the, uh, there's a really good chance that when you get to that level and you figure out what those things are, they're probably your gifts that you're meant to share with the world anyway, the whole reason why you're here. And we've talked about growth and your soul calling and my belief that I think we're reincarnated with a purpose in each life to kind of grow our soul long run. So based on that, if you're here in this life, you probably came with some conditioning. There's probably a situation that you were born into so that you could get your way back out of it and get closer to where you want to be. But that's called growth. There's You weren't just going to be born into it and have it all fixed because how would you how would you work through it if the answers were given to you? So coming back into this life and growing through some of the things that you set yourself up to grow through is really, really rewarding once it happens. But also when you're focused on your own happiness, I mean, there's really not much better than that because when you're super happy, the people around you benefit from that. 
And as my husband says, happy wife, happy life. He knows it's true. Okay, so that's number three. That's number two. Number three is coming. Words really matter. And I went through a period of time talking about how stuck I was and how I didn't know what I want to do and how I couldn't figure it out and how I didn't like where I was and how much it sucked and how much I wanted clarity and how I and like over and over thinking that by me saying it, the answer was going to pop into my head. But what actually happened was I just became more stuck. And I've talked about beliefs a few times and I've talked about words a few times on the podcast over the past year. And it is because you are constantly manifesting things into your life. And it's not an immediate, like I say it out loud and all of a sudden it pops in. Thankfully, there's we got a little buffer time in the manifestations world. But if you continue to say, say you're stuck and or anything that you feel is holding you back, you know, things you can't get into, that your job sucks, that you can't lose weight, that you are super frustrated with your significant other, that you can't find a significant other and you keep saying it over and over and over and over. How do you fo- possibly find space for the answers to come in? All you're reiterating, all you're manifesting is the same situation that you're, that you're in because that's all you've created room for. There's an, I can't find, I can't be unstuck if I'm stuck. There's, that's not how it works. But if I can find ways to get from being stuck, which is a human emotion, which we're not trying to, to mask things or hide how we really feel about things. Like there was definitely times where I felt like I was stuck and I didn't have to like put a smile on my face and be like, everything's fine. This is so great. You know, I had to address it. But there's a difference between acknowledging where you're at and working towards where you want to go. And so changing your language to get closer to where you want to be or sitting in your sandbox with your arms crossed saying, I'm stuck. This sucks. This is the worst because nobody's coming to help you. So you're just going to end up with your ass in the sandbox, not making any progress, just talking and complaining about why things are the way that they are right now. But if you want to get out of it and you want to get somewhere else, then you can't keep talking about the place that you're in. You have to talk about where you want to be. So there is some of it that takes a little bit of reaching for things that make you feel better, even if you don't really want to. Sometimes it feels good to complain for a little while. And again, human emotion, that's just how we are. But if you truly, if you're over that, because at some point it gets old and you want to make some progress, then you need to start talking about where you want to be. And I guarantee there's probably at least one area in your life right now that you're doing this because it's so easy to do without noticing, just complaining about the same thing and talking about how it's not how you want it to be and noticing that things aren't the way that they are and being frustrated that you're not making any progress. But what I have learned is the secret hack to stop repeating why you are in the place that you're in is being grateful for even the really small things that you have that put you into a happy place that you would be in if you weren't stuck where you are. Now, let me me clear that up, okay? If you are really happy, and let's say you're really happy because you just got a new puppy. They can kind of be a pain in the butt, but just stay with me here. And he's so cute and he's coming over and he's licking your face and he's hopping all over you and he smells like a new puppy because they have the best new puppy smell and it makes you really happy. 
the puppy can be the distraction for where you want to be. Although the puppy won't fix the problem, the puppy will put you on a path towards happiness that you wouldn't have been able to be in before when you're talking about how stuck you are. So if you can find something that puts you in a position where you can be happy about that thing, it affects everything else around it by osmosis. Everything else moves forward because of that one thing that you can get super psyched about. So if you have something in your life that is just wearing you down and it's you hate your job, you don't have enough money, you want to find a house, you want to find a significant other, you don't want to be with your significant other, whatever it is. If you have that one thing, spending your time trying to really pull it apart and dig through it and figure it all out, if you're really deep in it, it's not going to be a great place to spend your time. But what you can do is focus on things outside of that thing that would put you into a better space that maybe are going well for you. Maybe if you hate your career but love your relationship, maybe you can spend more time focused on that in that area, making that grow and making that feel really good and just doing enough to get by in the work situation. Because as you raise your vibe and as you get happier, you come up, you have space where you can come up with ideas and solutions and solves to change the interactions and the things that are happening around you. Because as you put yourself on different paths from raising your vibe and being in a different space, you attract different people into your life. So let's say you're working on your relationship and that's something that you really love and you're really happy about, then maybe through conversations on a date night, you end up talking to somebody who is hiring and you can get out of that shitty job that you've been in, but you never would have even been in a situation where you could have put yourself in a position to take a new job if you weren't on that date night, if you weren't working on your relationship and so on and so forth. There's paths that we just cannot possibly see how it's going to turn out. But if we're putting ourselves in a situation where we can get closer to where we want to be versus sitting and stewing in our sandbox with our arms crossed over how things aren't working out the way that they are right now, then we will be able to see progress in all areas, not just the ones in the relationship. It all is connected because it all has to do with our the energy that we're putting out and our level of vibration and what's possible when we interact with the rest of the world because it's always mirroring back where we are. So being able to put ourselves in a spot where we're magnetizing the things that we actually want. Well, if we want to do that, we actually have to talk about the things we actually want, not the things that we don't want. So big learning lesson for me this year, 100%. So that was number three. Number four, you don't have to force anything. You don't have to force everything. I don't feel like really anything should feel forced if you're doing it right. Now, do we have responsibilities? Are there things that we need to do that maybe we don't necessarily want to do all the time? Sure. But I do think that there still are ways where we can make things a lot more enjoyable than we choose to a lot of the time. And a lot of that kind of goes back to the conditioning conversation we had a little bit ago, where we feel like we need to show up a certain way and look a certain way and do things just because we quote unquote should, which should is a huge sign for things that we probably shouldn't be doing because we're likely doing them from either just it being how we always have done it or how we've been told it should happen or how we were, um, I don't know, beliefs of, of just the world around us and what's acceptable and what's not. And if we want to actually change things, then it's those kind of beliefs that we need to truly work through 
and make sure that we understand we're not here to just do things like everybody else is doing them. We're here to bring our gifts to the world and to change the way the world works and impact the people around us. And if we are showing up as our true self, then we are going to change people's thoughts and opinions and a lot of times in a really good way. It's growth. It's new. It's bettering things. It's change. It's working through some of those old systems that just don't work for us anymore. And so every time you feel like you're forcing something, I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but every time you feel like you're forcing something, it it is a sign for you to take a moment and look at why does this feel forced? What part about it do I feel obligated to do? And then question 1B, do I need to do it? Yeah, again, we have jobs, we have things that we're going to have to do where we don't necessarily want to do them or maybe even agree with doing them. But again, those are things that we need to take a look at and make sure that we are doing what we need to do to get ourselves closer to the places where we want to be in, where we don't feel like we have to be doing the job that we're doing if we don't like the job that we're doing anymore. Or, you know, being a parent, if you are... Maybe you don't really feel like feeding your family, but you kind of have to. But there's also an opportunity to talk to your husband or maybe order in a night or two a week or maybe get one of those HelloFresh deliveries or something. I wasn't a big fan of them, but some people really love them. Or teach your kids how to cook with you or have chore responsibility night or, you know, have the grandparents come over and cook or whatever situation works for you. There are other ways around it if you're open to the solution, but forcing things into place and having to work them into place and doing all the things that just don't feel right, but you've done it for so long, it's just the way that it's always been, is a really shitty reason to continue doing stuff. It's just something to look at. If you're saying should, if you're doing things that are feeling like you need to do them, then it's time to take a second look. And that's honestly the reason why I left my coaching job, why I left my fitness job with Beachbody. It wasn't that I didn't like the people. I actually loved the people I worked with. It was that it didn't feel right to me anymore. It didn't feel like authentic and where I wanted to be and the conversations I wanted to have. I wanted to talk about different things. And could I have stayed because it's easy? Sure. But I felt the feels of not giving 100% and that there was more for me to give than just that. And it was just time for it not to be a part of my life anymore. And knowing when things are being forced and they're being forced into place and they don't feel right and you're saying should a lot and you're saying have to and your vibe is low and you're not happy, these are all signs that life is giving you so that you can pivot into something that actually allows your gifts to be shared with the world. And it might not be the next step. It might not be the next job after that shitty job, but it could be something that actually gets you closer to where you want to be. You just can't see the whole path the whole time. So it takes a little bit of faith. But the, the signs that you are given, that everybody is given, those gut signs, those intuitive signs, those things where you just know it's the time, it, you only get things that you are going to be able to act on and, and, understand what the next step is. And so if you're open to hearing them and you're open to vibing with them, then you'll be able to get the signs that you need to get you closer to where you want to be. You don't have to force everything and you don't have to do things just because other people will be uncomfortable if you do the things that make you happy. You're the boss. You got to do things that make you the most happiest, truest version of yourself. And when you do that, the people around you still will benefit, but that's not the main reason to do it. 
It's because that's what you came here for, was to be a freaking rock star. And you can't do that from a job you hate or a situation you're not happy in or something that you feel like you're forcing. That's just the facts. And number five, and this is a good one. Actually, I haven't talked about this one on the podcast before because it's a newer one to me and I've been working through it myself. It was really interesting. I talked about Chiron last episode and uh, I won't talk about that again, but if you want to listen, it's on episode number 40 and how Chiron is a, is called the wounded healer and it gives you an idea of what you came here to heal. And in that, it was a conversation, it was a, p- a part of the uh, explanation that was about self-worth and how self-worth was something that was going to be an opportunity for me in this lifetime. And I, it, it didn't, it really took a while for it to click because like I talked about in my post yesterday, I felt like I had a pretty good handle on self-worth. I thought self-worth was, you know, I'm pretty happy with who I am. I feel good. You know, I don't, I feel confident. I can speak to people. I can lead people. I can, I always assumed self-worth was just like, oh, womp womp. Like I'm Eeyore. I'm so sad. Like this life sucks. Like I'm worth nothing. All of those things. That's the stereotype I had of what self-worth is. And I just didn't, I didn't associate with that. And so I never thought it to be an issue. But as I've been working on manifestation and meditating and really trying to figure out how to be a world-class creator of my experience around me, when things weren't working or weren't clicking, I'm like, why is this happening? I don't understand why I'm not making any progress in these areas of my life. And I had to stop and think about it. And I was in the shower because I do a lot of my thinking in the shower. And all of a sudden it popped into my head. I thought, if you trusted the universe, then you wouldn't keep fact checking everything it's sending you. And I was like, holy shit, like, wow, where did that thought just come from? Like it was it was kind of mind blowing because if you think about it and I'm going to tie this back into self-worth in a second, if you think about it. If you were told by somebody, like, let's say somebody was going to do something for you and they said, I'm going to do it. You just got to trust me. I'm going to make it happen. It's absolutely going to happen. Like you asked for it. You got it. I'm going to do it for you. And every, you know, half hour or so you called them or text them and you're like, did you do it yet? Did you do it yet? Is it done? Where is it? I don't see it. Or do you have it? Did you finish? How likely do you think that person would be to A, want to do anything else for you, but B, feel like they were trusted to get the job done? Like very slim, right? Because if you trusted they were going to get the job done, then you wouldn't even be having that conversation because you trusted they were going to get the job done. So there wouldn't be a need to follow up every half hour. And it kind of works the same way with the universe of if you're asking for something and you can have or be or do anything you want and you're putting in a request, the universe says, I got you. And you're like, cool. And then you're like, where's my money? Where's my money? Well, I don't have enough money. There's not any money here. Like I said, I want to manifest money and I still don't have money. Look at these bills. I have more bills. And then I wanted to buy this and I can't afford that. And then I wanted this, but I didn't have the money. So now I have to not do this because I don't have the money because I, I thought that the money was coming because I asked you for, like, can you imagine how that feels <laughs> to be the person on the other end of that? Do you, how can the universe possibly bring you stuff when you keep pointing out all of the stuff that you don't have? 
And when I say you, I mean me, because I was the one doing this and not even realizing that I was doing it. And it blew my mind. And so I'm like, okay, so I, I, I paid attention to that. I did a lot of journaling about that because it really helps me. So I talk about journaling on the podcast often, but I just have a regular notebook that I keep specifically. It's almost like a diary, I guess now, but that's, I just write at the top of the journal, the question that I have, or sometimes throughout the week I'll be driving and like a thought will pop into my head and I'll voice record it into my notes. And I just think about why do I like, be observant. I'm not judgmental. I just observe why do I feel the way that I do. And so I did some observation on that, on that trust issue that I apparently have. And I boiled it down to, I I think it was another shower session, but another comment that popped into my head about being worthy of the things that I expect the universe to bring. And I was like, wow, That also can be really true. And it's not because I don't have self-confidence or I don't have, don't feel like I'm um, worth it as a human or I have any worth as a human, but there are certain things that are tied into the way that I grew up and the way that I chose to grow up, the way I chose to, to reincarnate in this life so that I could heal some of that stuff specifically around things that I don't feel like I am worthy of being able to have. And it sounds, it's it's one of those things where you really have to be careful, I feel like, because it's easy to let your ego get in the way and be like, Psh, what a loser. Like, of course, I can have anything I want. You know, I can, who's going to tell me that I, I'm not worth it to have that? Like, that's the ego part. And that's the part that that drove me for so long that I was like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Like I'll get whatever I want because I'm going to manifest it. It's going to be great. And then I'm asking the universe over and over for things that aren't showing up. And then I'm also, when the opportunity comes up, I'm like, oh, well, that's not going to be there or that's not how it's going to work or it can't possibly be that way. Or it's, you know, I've never had it before. So how is it going to be here now? Or whatever reasons that I, you know, that you talk yourself out of things. I was never tying those reasons of why it won't work. I was never tying those conversations into self-worth. And if you don't feel worthy of something being yours or coming into your existence or being able to be manifested, then you aren't going to be able to get that thing. Even if you're a world-class manifester and even if you don't ask the universe 2,600 times a day, where's my stuff? Even if you do those things, you still don't believe you're worthy of it, then you're not going to be on a vibrational level to receive the things that you want to receive in this life. In self-worth, that was like one of the most incredible, mind-blowing takeaways for me that I didn't even know was an issue until I got deep enough to uncover it. Because here's what happens. When you realize it and when you see things like that, you can't unsee it. So you can't unknow it. Once you are aware that you have situations that happened in your childhood, happened growing up, happened when early relationships said X, Y, and Z to you, when this happened with your financial situation, where this happened in your house or whatever, whatever happened, it all shaped you to be the person that you are today. And if you feel like things that happened in the past, and for instance, for me, Obviously, I've talked about my Jehovah's Witness background for a long time. You know, I had my entire family disown me when I was 18 years old. Everybody was just like, deuces, like, we don't talk to you anymore because you don't like this religion. Like, 
nice knowing you. That for me has created a lot of worthiness in myself because everybody, quote unquote, well, technically everybody, because at that point, nobody in the Jehovah's Witness world can talk to you anymore after you decide to leave. So pretty much all of the people I grew up with, including best friends, including people that I used to speak to, just don't talk to you anymore. And it is because you are truly being you. You're you're being the person that you in your heart know yourself to be. You're not just going to the the church because you want to or like you know you want to make people happy or you want to do the right thing like I had to have some balls to say hey I'm going to be me I don't want to do this anymore it's not a part of who I am or who I want to be I'm going to leave it had a lot of repercussions I did some therapy I thought I worked through it but I didn't realize that that left a mark on my self-worth because what it told me what it told baby Christy you know the, the part that didn't process it was you're not good enough to be yourself. It's not safe to be yourself because this is how you're going to be received when you be yourself. This is what happens to you. You lose everybody when you decide to be yourself. And so from a self-worth aspect, that was always underlying and I didn't put two and two together. I didn't put two and two together. And once I actually learned that, And this can come from anywhere. This can come, like, I can think of a bunch of examples of places where you can have self-worth issues hiding, that you could be the most confident person, but it's like your trigger. It's your underlying thing that will stop you from getting where you want to go or get that relationship or get that job or get that money or get that lifestyle or whatever. It's all there once you're ready to uncover it and do something about it. And so for me... That's why number five, focusing on your self-worth is so important, is a game changer for figuring out who you want to be in 2022. If you can get through some of those things that has created this perception of who you are and, and basically unearth them, but also just pick them apart so that you realize it's not true, it creates a whole different level of feeling worthy that you didn't even know wasn't there before. Like confidence and worthiness can feel very similar, but they're actually two completely different emotions. And one is very ego-driven and one is very vibrational and love-driven. And if you can figure out how to merge those by realizing that you are way more amazing than you're giving yourself credit for, it will just rock your world. It's gonna change your whole life. Because this is what happens after you figure out that okay, so everybody left me, but that has nothing to do with me. That has everything to do with them. Like, I'm super awesome. Like, I've, I'm still a great person. I'm still worthy of all of the things I want out of life. And I can still be the true version of me. That, that doesn't go hand in hand. Like, I'm sorry, baby Chrissy, that you had to go through that. But we're, we're different people now. And, and it even allows you to have some love for the people that you know, you feel are so misguided. Like, I'm sorry that you don't get to be around me anymore, but it's your choice, you know? The self-worth is going to be a place where you're gonna have to do a little digging. It's gonna be a little sticky. I would do some journaling around it. The other thing that helped me work through some of it was I do some inner child meditations. You can find them on YouTube. They're everywhere. Or you can pay for an app. There's, I like the Aura app, A-U-R-A. There's some on there too. But I actually, I found some really good ones on YouTube about 20 to 30 minutes long and you actually have conversations with the things that the inner I call her baby Christy but the inner you inner child needs to hear 
things that you need to hear to heal. And if you have some time to do some, I I cannot I get some tissues because it's actually a lot more sad than you would think, but it's so healing. It is just, it's absolutely worth your time, but you need to put some time aside and know that you will cry. And then the other thing that you can do is take some time to do, uh, you can do affirmations, but I also like the I am worthy uh, meditations. There's some hypnosis that are on YouTube as well. And you can, you know, they're 15, 20 minutes and it gives you some affirmations, but it's like things that you need to hear to be able to reprogram your mind. And it says things that just make sense to you. So after you've unlearned the things that you want to learn, you can put some new things in there and have affirmations to reaffirm the person that you truly are and the person that you're aspiring to be too. So worthiness, if there is anything, I'm telling you right now, think about the thing in your life that is not where you want it to be. The the anything, the any big category that is not where you want it to be. There is probably something underlying that has to do with something that happened that's impacted your self-worth in some way. And you believe a story that no longer is giving you any value and is likely even holding you back from where you want to go. So that is a really good place to start and journal about it. You also have the option to book a session with me and we can do some mindset work around specific beliefs and how they keep showing up in your life and then create a plan for what to do when those things come back so you can work through them and get where you want to go. It is a freaking game changer. So that's why it made number five on the list. And this year, my friends, has been so cool. I mean, terrible in a lot of ways, really hard in a lot of ways. But when you start to really uncover who you are and you're just like showing up as that person that you aspire to be and you make yourself proud, it is just, it is an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling. And I am so excited to see where 2022 gets you, gets me, what we're talking about in a year from now. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to do some big things together and I'm really pumped about it. I feel like this uh, next few months is going to be some really big growth for everybody. So I'm excited to see what comes up. Thank you for listening to the recap. Appreciate you being here. I hope you enjoyed. Please share the podcast with a friend if you think that they would enjoy it too. I really hope you do some self-worth work. Let me know if you do. Send me a DM at Christy Lynn Gomez or at Chase Your Stars Podcast, whatever you prefer. And I'd love to hear what you're working on and if it's helping. Hope you have a great weekend. I hope you have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas if you celebrate. Merry Christmas if you don't, I guess. Merry Christmas if you do. And I will have another episode for you next week right here. So until then, be safe. And as always, go chase those stars. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today to the Chase Your Stars podcast, my friend. If you like these vibes, then please subscribe so we can hang more often. I release new episodes every Friday. And-